0: Howdy, howdy. Welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. This is going to be episode 16. I am your host, Rob White, fighting Texas A Class of 2014.
1: And I am, uh, I'm Roy May, fighting Texas A Class of 2015. And I think after this past weekend, this is going to truly challenge uh, the red acidness.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know <coughs> if, if, if that's the way we want to go about I don't it. I know. At the same time, though,
1: like, <laughs> I mean, complaining means you obviously care. We could sit here and do a completely apathetic cast about you know the Aggie football game at Bama, but, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Sure, no, there's, there's a lot to talk about in college football.
0: Well, is it, yeah, There's plenty to talk about in college football, and we'll definitely get into our game, that's no question, but we're going to go ahead and at least uh, kick this thing off as we did last week. We're going to highlight some games that took place um, yeah, kind of locally and across the nation that, you know, uh, some results we were expecting, some we certainly were not. Uh, but we'll just go ahead and start early in the day. Um, actually, our next week opponent, uh, Florida, took down uh, South Carolina, thirty-eight to
1: twenty-four. You know, I didn't get to watch any of this game. Um, I mean, I saw the numbers, and well, no, I take that back. I watched a little bit of the game, like real early, um, right? And and we'll get into we'll get into the Florida game a little bit later. Right. But look, Trask is who he is I, at this point. It's. It's, it's no mystery. I don't know if it's because of the teams he's played combined with the fact that he has probably, what's the Mackey Awards, the tight end award? Whatever the right, tight end award. Right. He's got that dude on his team. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, again, um, you know, they won. They won by double digits, right? Yep. We, yeah. yeah no, but, no. At
0: one point, they were up 38 14. But, you know, like
1: they were cruising. Oh, they were cruising, but still, if you look at the, their defense, I, I think. Um, it's, it would be a touch concerning. I mean, as long as you outscore know, people, it doesn't matter. But I feel like when you look at their defensive stats, it might be a touch concerning because I'll tell you right now, I don't sit around and watch Florida games. I don't sit around and watch Florida replays. So I can't tell you when the starters came out when they didn't. Right. Um, but I'd be willing to bet that at one point when South Carolina pulled it in closer that mm. they probably wouldn't the backup defense in there. No. So Florida might, be a, might have a little concern with their defense. But, again, it's one of those where when you've got an, out, an offense that can outscore everybody. It doesn't it's, matter. It, yeah, well, for the <laughs> mo- well, for the most part, right? Um, yeah, it can come back to bite you, but you know, more often than not, you'll be successful.
0: Okay. Uh, so, game two that popped up here, uh, fairly local. Uh, so, over in Austin. You had a yeah, you had a TCU take down Texas. Yeah. Yeah, TCU take down Texas. I I, I, no, I didn't even know
1: the line on that game. I figured it'd been like anywhere between 10 to 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just flat out you'd be crazy at least not to bet TCU on that line. No, not at all. Just cuz Gary Patterson going into the game was 6 of 8, you know, against Texas. Six, well, 6 of the last 8. Um So, you're talking to me, dude, it was Glorious to watch. It always it was is. absolutely man. glorious to it, watch.
0: It's um, it like, Texas is back again for the second week in a row.
1: No, it was, uh, <laughs> you know, Gary Patterson, it's one of those things where, you know, we all remember the the Gary Patterson TCU, the, they went to the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah. You, right. you know, they kind of, they kicked some stuff around for a while, and they got really good. And now, it just Gary Patterson teams really kind of in general. Right. Um, and you start to wonder, hey, It's it goes twofold in this game. And Actually, before I get into this, uh, how you have first and goal from basically a fart away, and you don't run Ellinger four straight times, I will never understand. (sighs) You've established him as your battering ram, and like him or not, the kid can play football, and he's good at running, and he understands finding little gaps on the goal line. Right. And you give it to somebody other than Sam Ellinger, it's it's fascinating, but... uh, It's kind of twofold. Like, how good would Gary Patterson be if he went somewhere where he can bring in legitimate four and five stars regularly? Right. And I think there are a lot of Texas—well, I know there are a lot of Texas fans. I'm on the Meltdown thread on Tex Eggs. Right. Um, There are a lot of Texas fans that are starting to get a little pissed off about, you know, how come we have multiple coaches in a row that can't coach top five and top ten recruiting classes? Well, maybe they weren't top five or top ten recruiting classes. Oh, we've said so, that for years. So your like angst, don't you know. get me wrong; like your angst should be towards the coaches. I think everything always falls at the foot of the coach when it really comes. You know, when when it all comes out in the wash, the coach is the one that gets paid millions of dollars. Right. But. It, and it's been proven, it's been shown, there are a lot of Texas recruits and some current players that were probably rated a lot higher than they should have been coming out of high school.
0: And, and that's and just been a, that's been a trend.
1: It, well, and you know yeah. what that does? And and, and there, are some, there are some SIPs, there are some Texas fans out there that are really starting to finally figure it out. Well, mm-hmm. You have all these expectations of a coach that can't seem to – Function with all these four and five stars on his roster, but maybe they weren't four and five stars.
0: Well, I'll just pull up an example of you know one of the things that we saw. Uh, There was a guy he he came out with uh, basically this list of players. uh, You know, like you know, bringing in talent, four and five star talent versus producing them in the NFL. And out of all FBS, well, Texas Texas is always at the bottom. Well, Texas was ranked dead last. Oh, out, of, wow. out of out of power five like if they bringing in like like the ratio of bringing in top talent versus sending them to the NFL so that tells me that there's got to be something wrong with the recruiting numbers there it's just pretty straightforward
1: well here's how I look at it and and first of all sips you have screwed your head coach and you've screwed your own personal stuff into feeling like this can happen because you think you have a class full of four and five star studs when the reality is, they're probably closer to a lot of four-stars and more three-stars. Right. And so you get pissed at coaches for not you know, being able to win at a national level with recruits that you thought were really good. And then on the back end, you get destroyed in recruiting because four- and five-stars, quote-unquote, are going to Texas – and they're not going to the NFL, and they're not being wildly successful. Right, and it, and then you have these rankings pop up, which are nothing but recruiting fodder for every other school out there. Like, hey, man, it doesn't matter how good you are; you ain't never making it to the NFL. Right. So it's it's fascinating to me that it goes it goes both ways, or well, it's really not both ways. It's like a it's you know it's like a Frog gig, it's got right. it some prongs on it, right? And there are some steps they're starting to figure it out. The national media is, is is boosting too many recruiting rankings, no doubt, and, and it because it, it gives Texas a. I mean, look, for whatever reasons, the people that do it do it, and it gives them, uh, you know, a, a, the optics of signing top five classes in back to back years is huge. Mm-hmm. But then on the back end, you're reaping what you sow because now everybody else can be like, man, look at all these five stars that didn't end up in the NFL because Texas sucks at coaching.
0: Right, and like I said, they've been proven time and time again that they just, for whatever reason, over these last several years, ever since um, yeah you know, they moved away from Mac Brown, there's just not anything there to make it happen. You know, it's just not a program that's really built around the prestige that it theoretically wants to well, view itself as. They
1: failed in head coaching hires, and those failed Multiple head times. coaches have yeah. failed in coordinator hires. Um, I, I mean, at least Charlie Strong was likable.
0: I mean, here's, well, here's the thing, Charlie Strong. All right, but you know what? Yeah, We're not anyway, going to go down. No, I'm not going to talk about no, the Sips
1: that long. No. All The one thing I will close that on, though. Well, two. One, I said earlier, you yeah, know, I really did think TCU would cover a spread, sure. honestly. Right. And two, ha, ha, ha. Gary Patterson owns your asses. Seven of the last nine. When's the last time we lost to, the, to TCU in the Nixon administration? 72. <laughs> 72. Uh, And we're going to talk a little bit about the Red River Shootout later.
0: So, so, uh, hashtag Texas is back. Anyway, uh, moving on.
1: (laughs) Way Uh, back, way
0: (laughs) back. Uh, So we're going to go back uh, here. So we got Tennessee. Uh, took down Missouri. That was pretty That's much That's not surprising. I think
1: Missouri is, uh, well, given what Arkansas did, I think Missouri is going to be the. We'll get to that. Yeah, well, I think yeah. I think Missouri might be the doormat this year. Is kind of what it looks like, at least right now. Yeah. Like, the Missouri-Vanderbilt game may be one of the most entertaining games we see all season.
0: Right. It's going to be the battle for who can finally get themselves a Pitch, conference SEC pillar right. fight. Yeah, it's going to be a very, very fun. Uh, NC State took down Previously undefeated, Pitt by a point on the road. That was
1: surprising. Yeah. Um, just because I thought Pitt was pretty good, but again, the ACC is Clemson and nobody else. Yeah, they're literally just all battling for second.
0: Yeah, and then North Carolina took down Boston College. Yeah, you know, Liz, I, I just uh, if it ain't
1: the SEC, I don't care. Right, honestly, there's just there's no good games out the there. SEC. I mean, the, the Baylor W V U game I did call. I called West Virginia in a in an outright upset. Right, and they. Did. Um, and, In overtime, and because Baylor gave up like four hundred plus passing yards to TCU the week before, and right. I mean, you saw the TCU offense. Yeah. Well, actually, they looked pretty good against the Semps. Right. Sure. All right. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, Oklahoma State took down Kansas. Whatever. Uh, so one of those upset games we did talk about, the we, I think we both called, was uh, SMU taking down Memphis.
1: Oh man, I think I might have picked. No, I think
0: I ended up. Yeah, yeah I, I ended up going with the, with
1: SMU. Just yeah, the the rambling ponies. But, right. um, but it's just, <laughs> you know, I already, um, it, it was the shame to thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, I think I actually thought Memphis was going to win. And I was like, you know what? I'll pick SMU because I know it'll just piss the sips off.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't know. And they cruised. Um, then you got, um, uh, kind of a, a shock for how wide the spread was on this game at the end of the day. It was Georgia taking down Auburn 27 to six.
1: Dude, I called Georgia beating Auburn. Well, I, yeah, and I no, called it, and it wouldn't even, like, and that was the thing. I, I, I still don't understand the love affair with Bo Nix and Auburn. Right. And, it, like, Dallas ships said, like, a week or two ago, he's like, is it sep- like is it September or October, and the SEC had Gus Malzahn it and on the hot seat? Right. Because Georgia just dismantled them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like that. the line on that one was seven and a half, and Georgia just kind of cruised God, on it. God, it's in.
1: such a weird season. Georgia. I mean, Georgia might have beat Arkansas by a lot of points the week before, Yeah. but they did not look good doing it.
0: No. And then uh oh, yeah, oh here was a kind of a surprise. Yeah, we were talking about UCF get you know trying to take advantage of their chance. False. They lost to Tulsa
1: at home. One of the greatest troll posts in the history of college football has got to be Tulsa's college like Tulsa football tweeted out and it was something it was a quote of or like a little gif of from uh Bob's Burgers. Mhm. And the little girls like asking, like, "Where's your freaking bounce house, man?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know they can look. There's a lot of times, there's a lot of years that UCS has been really good, all right, right. and that, and that's fine. But dude, it, and that's the other catch: like, you're not even playing with the big boys, and you mm-hmm. can't avoid that. You can't avoid like the Herman random upset or, or the or the Malzahn meltdown, you know, in early fall. So right, and then you had uh,
0: the real kind of like my big. Then we're coming up on our two, my two big shocks of the week, no doubt. Uh, Arkansas going to Mississippi State after they defeated the defending national champs and beating them twenty-one to fourteen.
1: Man, if you haven't seen the new SEC short video, it's a, it's, an, it's <laughs> so about good. Arkansas. It's a spoof on uh, on a It's a Wonderful, Wonderful Life, Life yeah. and if you haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life, seriously watch that and then watch the spoof because you need to watch a It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, it's Anyways. one of those movies you just gotta watch. I. Uh, Dude, I damn near pissed my pants. It, it was, was so, so fun. Uh, you know what? I'm so happy for Arkansas. I I, I really kind of am. You know, I've got some friends that are Hogs fans, and um, and not to mention, if that isn't the most leech thing in the history of leech things, right? I just and I told you I followed his his career when he was over in the Pac-12 Wazoo, and it was, it was fun to watch. And then he he just lay an egg. You're like, what? Yeah. Um.
0: Like,
1: so so happens. it turns out our fourth game of the year. May not be against the eighty-five Bears, right? Yeah. So, uh, but you know, we'll worry about that. I mean, who knows? Mississippi State may come out again this next week and win by forty. And so, yeah. It's just, but I tell you what, I mean, they beat LSU and LSU wasn't ready to play a, a leech, uh, play defense against a leech offense. No, they just weren't. I mean, when you're gonna go out there and sling it seven hundred forty-two times a game?
0: Right. But yeah, it's pretty wild.
1: I, I didn't see that. I didn't. I didn't see that result coming. No. I money mean, means? No. I think Mississippi State would come back to Earth a little bit.
0: But not that much.
1: That, that, I mean, no, like they, they are buried that under That is crashing the Earth. into the planet. Yeah, yeah they,
0: they're buried under the Earth. <laughs> I don't know what the heck happened there. Um, now, I would say this, almost... You know what that's equivalent
1: of? What's that? It's like NASA spending like hundreds of millions or even like getting to the billions of dollars stage mm-hmm. to send a rover to like Saturn and have it just burn in and destroy on impact. Right, Like yeah. that, that was the turnaround like between week one and week two for Mississippi State. It's just crazy. <laughs> womp womp.
0: So that was a huge upset, no doubt. But I think almost equally as big of an upset you had. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, going on the road to Iowa State, lost that game in Ames. Uh, first time they've lost in Ames. And won a, I don't remember what the number was that Travis said, but it, it's been a long time. But yeah, you had a 37 30 uh, Iowa State taking down Oklahoma.
1: Yeah. I gotta be honest, like, I didn't have a whole lot of faith in Brock Purdy. I thought, oh, you would turn it around. 1960. And, well, no, I'm just specific to Brock Purdy. I, I just, I, I I, mean, I just, I didn't see, I didn't see Iowa State pulling it off.
0: No, me either. Um, Not either. I thought either. it'd be
1: a good game. I, that, I watched that game. That was on after hours. Right. You know, um, and uh, that, it was. It was a riveting game, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. But um
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean Bradley. Oh, you's in trouble, man. No doubt. I mean
1: <clears> whoever <throat> loses coming out of Dallas this week as a coach is in deep, deep doo doo. Well,
0: and whoever loses out of Dallas is definitely out of the playoff, no doubt.
1: Well I don't think there's a I don't think there's a team that's gonna be in Dallas this weekend that has a chance at the playoffs. No. And hopefully the Cowboys are playing at home, so that includes them too. Right.
0: About. <laughs> I, I think the it's only a blanket statement. Heck, I think the only undefeated team left in the Big Twelve right now is Oklahoma State. I'm pretty sure. I have to go back and double check that. You know, fact check me there.
1: Ah, Yeah, I
0: think Oklahoma State's only undefeated well, team. Well,
1: in Kansas State undefeated in conference. In conference. <laughs> in
0: conference, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, Iowa State, hats off to them. Nice win. Uh, then you had uh, LSU just kind of cruise against Vandy. I mean, that's... It's Vandy. It's Vandy. You know, it's the conversation we had.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Vandy. But, um, you know, they cruised. Everything was fine on that front. So... I guess that just kind of leaves us with uh, the game of the day, the topic of discussion. I'm sure like everybody. The day. Well, game slot thought, of the day. It wasn't the game of the day. No, the game that everybody <laughs> wanted, that wants to talk about and the things we want to look at. So let's just, just jump into it. Um, Alabama, number two. Uh, we go into their house. Uh, Lose 52-24. Um, not the result. Uh, certainly any hardcores were wanting. I think a lot of re- a result that many people were expecting, but not necessarily how we got there was a lot
1: of it. I don't even know where to start getting mad. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, a problem. Like, I got a really good Monday. Okay, so let's. So, let's right. So, so like, I've kind of gotten over being mad. Like, dude, my weekend was like, I ran to the restaurant, took care of some stuff, got home, you know, watched the eggs. Well, I watched the end of the sips. Right. And I was like, hey, it's shaping up to be a pretty sweet Saturday. Beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. You never know. I All I expected was for us to cover the spread. I really didn't expect much more. No. <clears throat> and that's um, pretty much what happened. <laughs> um, well, we didn't even cover the spread.
0: Well, no, sure we did. Was, it was 18 and a half.
1: Yeah, we lost by 28. No, we lost, dude. 52 to 24. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Math. Yeah, that math. Was, math is hard sometimes. Math. whatever. Yeah. So, we didn't cover the spread. And... And it just, it, and it wasn't uninspired football. It wasn't crappy football. Like I thought, Mon played a better game against Bama than he did against Vandy. No, well, sure.
0: I mean, uh, minus
1: the pick six, which was a, a back foot throw he shouldn't have made. But no. that look, those are just gonna the best quarterbacks throw picks, and the best of them. Have, own pick sixes, right. but
0: let's see, he was 25. So, hell, Tom Brady right. threw
1: one on, on Sunday, right? He was, yeah.
0: he was 25 of 44, 318 yards, had three touchdowns in that one pick.
1: You'd like to see the completion rate be a little higher, significantly um, higher, but that's just fine. well, even a little higher would be nice. No, yeah, but uh, again, you got wide receivers that the effort to the ball isn't where it needs to be, so um, there's it's just there, there are completions that should be on that stat line that weren't there. No, um, there were
0: several drops. And then again. you had
1: drops, and then you have uh, zero return yards, kick or punt. Right, but for a game uh, that wasn't just like a couple kicks. In case anybody missed that, we had zero punt return yards and zero kick return yards. Yeah, see, so if you can't we're, get
0: help with special teams, that, that doesn't help.
1: Well, it's not your best way to go about things. No. Um, and, and the defense, I, th- I thought the defense was atrocious.
0: Oh, I mean, well, let me let me preface. I think Rush defense was perfectly fine, but anytime you threw the ball, it was game over. They would burn us anytime they would put one down the field. Yeah, well, they
1: have three touchdowns over sixty or sixty-five, something like that. It's absolutely. And like enough. one of my biggest things I said was the say Like the safeties have to have the game of their lives and keep the cap on the defense. And the very specific thing that they that the secondary in general did not do was keep a cap on the defense. No, knowing that Alabama's got two first round wide receivers, you know, on you know out there out there playing. And then right. on top of that, like, yeah, I guess, I mean, you could say the run defense is good, but man, when you're, when you're letting them pass all day, like I mean, they don't have to run. We, they don't have to run much. No. And then furthermore, the, the pass rush was terrible.
0: No, pass rush wasn't great. I mean, they just
1: they didn't, I, I don't know if we got more than five hands on Mac Jones, the entire game. Uh, and that, that included sending blitzes, which I think one of the blitzes was on that was it like third nine or third and twelve where we gave up the, you know yet another massively explosive chunk play. Right. And I and, and I flat out said the Scammer was on our podcast or on the fan show. You know when Alabama uh, gets is positive in the turnover battle uh, and scores one or more explosive touchdown, I bet you they're undefeated over the past ten years. No And not know. only that, um, they had a pick six. And they had three explosive plays. So, what you end up seeing is a four touchdown ass kicking.
0: Right, as opposed to what was at one point in this game a pretty tight ball game early second quarter. You know, you had, I mean, looking at the positives early in the game, yeah, no, we gave up a couple of early touchdowns. But we came back with a couple of back to back plays, I think is what it was after the pick six. You know, we found ourselves sitting, well, after the interception, we were, you know, it was all tied up at 14. Looked like we were going to make a ball game out of it for a little bit. But then, um, really, I think just the wheels came off there in the second quarter. Um,
1: You can't leave points on the the board against Alabama. No. That's all there is to it. You can't leave points on the board. We had a a wonderful first drive. Like, I don't think you could have asked for a better first drive. No. I mean, outside of putting it in the end zone. But you know what? We kind of had our will. We fizzled out right at the end. And then you have a kick that sails, you know, 30 yards left. I mean, it, it wasn't even close to being on the mark and then you all it's just this automatic momentum shift that you always see and feel when you play Alabama. And from there we were playing catch up and we did play catch up. We caught up for a little bit and I thought that was a little shock to you know, a little inter, you know, energy kind of injected into us. A little like shock it. into Bama. Right. And then we turned around and just shit the complete bed on defense. No, yeah. And so it's I there are so many things about that game that are so garbage and we could sit here for hours uh, and talk about it but i think yeah. what we really need to talk about for CD like,
0: purposes we can't <laughs> what, what,
1: what's got to change well what, right. what's got to change and what can change because there are things that need to change well i mean we can address them both i guess okay what has to change and and what can be changed in a week
0: okay yeah
1: okay so like i'll start with explosive plays Right. And I don't know if this can or can't be changed. But they knew damn well going into this game. They had certain receivers that they really had to contain. They failed to do it. And next week they've got an all-world tight end coming in who isn't quite like a tight end. Like, he can make explosive plays. He's more, you know, he's like a Watermeyer or maybe even a Cup. You know, like a Baylor Cup. Right. You know, more speed, huge. Yeah. He's got great hands. He plays well. And and there's there's nobody that can cover that guy. But the problem is, it's not like Florida has crap out wide, so the wide is going to be good enough to where you're going to end up being soloed on, on uh, what is this, Pitts? Isn't that his name? Cal Pitts? Yeah, that's so, Pits. so, the problem is, can we change it in a week to where, a, I mean. My question is, what's going to be an
0: effective scheme to use? Because clearly, 12 men
1: on the field. We need the 12th man.
0: Well, that's, well, that's fine, but <laughs> let's be realistic. What's going to be an effective scheme?
1: I don't think there's an effective scheme because we don't have the personnel to do it. That's a problem. So, really, the only effective scheme that I see defensively for us this week is pressure on Trask. The right. only way that we're going to be effective, you know, on the back end, the secondary, is to put a ton of pressure on him. And you might have to do something, uh, you know, kind of inventive, like you've seen sometimes. Some, you know, some teams in the past will drop a defensive end uh, back into coverage on a tight end to cover short stuff, or mm-hmm. you know, somebody that's at least his size. Like a Michael Clemens to shadow Pitts, sure. you know, up to ten yards, and then you've got a you've got a up on the back end in nickel. Uh, I the problem is, I, th- I think we've got to play a lot of nickel. We lost our nickel back for next week, and yeah. and when you play nickel, the likelihood of you getting home on the quarterback is lower. So, like, it's not all doom and gloom in the sense that I think we're going to have doors blown off, but I think it's going to be really difficult to figure out a way. The only real way to do it is. To provide so much pressure on the quarterback that they can't afford to release the tight end. No. He he is, if you haven't watched any Florida football and you haven't seen any highlights, I'm going to tell you right now, their tight end is an absolute game changer. Like, think Gronkowski. Think Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. You know, think these big bad dudes that have turned the tight end position to a touch of a hybrid because they're so athletic and they have such good hands and such good route discipline. Um, and they're released with their feet, with the combination of the feet and the hands with their release, uh, the only way that you stop these guys, or at least keep their stats to as minimum as possible, mm-hmm. is you've got to put the QB's face in the dirt. Right. And you're going to have to do it all afternoon.
0: Yeah, and see, that's, that's going to be the trouble. It? It's just like, can we get that pressure? That, I, that's I, the question.
1: I don't know. I, I think we can. Um, but it's just a thing. I mean, I, I didn't see anything... Uh, on Saturday to to tell me that we will. I mean, we had sure. zero sacks. How do you have zero sacks? Because I know we dialed up blitzes. It's mm-hmm. not like we refused a blitz all game. So how do you have zero sacks? Period. I don't care if it's Alabama. How do you not flood a box so well and have at least tight enough coverage to to slow uh, the the QB's you know ability to to release the ball quickly? Like how are you doing it? Because we threw blitzes in there, and the coverage wasn't that tight. And so then it gets just, burned. That, that, that's, that's just not how any of this works. No. That's, that's not how any of this that's works. not how any of this works. So, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, the Anais drop was huge, but good lord, you're going to go after a kid for one drop, you know? Well, let's see. That's just um, it. I, I feel like... I thought the running game was moderately effective. We had more rushing yards in Alabama.
0: Well, yeah. Well, I thought it was wild. I'm not sure if you saw this step. Did you, did you see who our leading rusher was? Mond? Haynes King.
1: The backup oh, yeah. quarterback oh, comes yeah. in
0: and had the leading
1: rush. So then the, so then there's <laughs> then there's a question. And don't feed me the whole they had nothing <laughs> but backups in because they didn't. Go um, watch, you know, watch the tape and look at the players that were making tackles for Alabama. Those are not second-string players. No, but still. Um, well, so then you look at it and you're like, all right, we have more rushing yards, but how many uh, rushing yards that were really effective and valid because they occurred before we were down a million points. Right. So, not yet again, can't establish a running game against Alabama. No. Um, there, there's not much to say about that game other than the fact it was a big steaming pile of shit.
0: It wasn't a good game, man. Like I said, everything was tough about it. I mean, you look at...
1: When we missed the field goal on the first drive, you just, as an Aggie, you were like, yep.
0: Well, it's just, it's one of those games. Yeah, you know, I I didn't get a chance to watch the first quarter. I kind of jumped in because I was getting ready to go play. See, you're already
1: on the downslide. Yeah, see, I was, I was out there playing. The, the missed the show, field goal yeah. first drive and the drop by a nice to convert the fourth down. Right. Well, and really that one was almost bigger because you're like, okay, it's over, over, over.
0: Here's the thing. When you are sitting here and you're down at that point, you're down 28-14. You have the ball second and one and you can't convert. Well, that's what that's what that's what ended it for me. Like literally I tweeted at that point. The thing is, I don't I I don't go after individual players on Twitter. I never have, and I never will. But I did post one thing I did say was like, man, you can't even make it happen on second and one and convert. You, a good, you know what
1: good teams Awful. do? They get a yard when they need them.
0: They get a yard when you need it. And like I said, good teams lose in spite of mistakes. Great teams.
1: No, they win in spite of well, mistakes. Well, great,
0: great teams win in spite of mistakes. Good yeah. teams lose because of them.
1: Yeah, because of them.
0: Right. And so, unfortunately, we are at a point where we are not... Proving ourselves to be any kind of great team. We knew that coming Well, in right the now, time.
1: I think we're just average.
0: Even if that, right.
1: If, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think we're middle of the pack. Um, that's maybe just on
0: what was supposed to be the quote-unquote dream year for this program that everybody know. was like beating their chest about it. oh it's gonna be 2020 oh it's gonna be 2020 look at us coming in here in 2020 we're going all the way in 2020 granted well, i get they, it
1: they already changed the university seal once maybe they can change it again and add the words wait till next year
0: wait till next year Alex like i said we're at a point we we'll start where putting
1: on your diplomas just right. burying it in your head well,
0: we're, we're just we're at a point where it's just it's not we gotta i mean and this goes back you know we talk about things that need to change
1: Do our expectations need to change? I don't think so. No, I refuse to have expectations. Absolutely not. I mean, once you you get get to the point where you're like Bill Burr, manage your expectations levels of crap. Then why even bother? Well,
0: let's see. Like here's why bother. You look at Texas A and M as as a program. Like I said, this you know once again not one of these quick fixes. It never is. But you look at Texas A and M as a program, and we have proven ourselves to be a program. That is willing to throw money at our problem. Absolutely. And to, and see if we can't get that fixed. Now, <clears> I, I'm not going to be the person that's out here like some of these yahoos are already like, we need to fire Jimbo Fisher. That's insane. Like, it's like That's absolutely asinine, especially on a 10-year contract. $75 million guaranteed. You can't do that. God,
1: it's like West Ham like negotiated that contract. Like, you can't God. do that.
0: So, you know, I think what it does is, for us, it makes us reevaluate how we go about this in the future. You know, I think Jimbo Fisher, I I think he's a fine coach, absolutely. The question is, is he a national championship winning coach when he doesn't have a Heisman Trophy winner at a quarterback position?
1: That's the question. Well, then, then the rebuttal would be, is the quarterback under center currently one he recruited?
0: Right, and lots so, of questions that are getting asked. So, you know, I get it. Kellen Mond is not
1: his quarterback. He's not. I, I think Kellen understands the system the best, and that's why I think Jimbo sticks with him. Right. Because but, having, right. A, having a lot of talent and not understanding the system. What was fascinating to me, though, that our first drive of the game was, uh, I don't want to say vanilla, but mm-hmm. it was really just kind of a straightforward, just dunk, 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 down down the – it wasn't a complicated drive. It didn't seem complicated. Right. It didn't look complicated. Right. Um, and but then it's we don't get cute. I mean, look, I I've, I don't know if you've ever seen Jimbo run a, right. a trick play. I don't, I don't think I have. No. So he doesn't like get cute really with offense or anything. But he just starts to get so complicated. Right. And sometimes I think when when we run a more simplified approach, you saw it literally the first drive against Alabama, mm-hmm. and. If there's a team that just running a plain old pro-style, go straight at them offense, shouldn't work against the Taliban. And it did. Right. And it worked. And so, when things started to get a little more complicated later in the game, you, you're kind of wondering why. Like, if you just lined up, ran plays, ran it at them, and took it down the field, maybe we stick with that. Right. See, I'm mean, just, you know, the definition of insanity is... Right, yeah. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting, expecting different, different results. results. Yeah. Now, but wouldn't... Like the definition of being a completely normal, sane human being. If if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If
0: it ain't broke, don't fix it. And the thing is, you look at Jimbo Fisher as a coach and his his scheme the way it goes. It is very pro style. It's very old school, as it were. And there's a lot of people that in this town around this team appreciate the style, sure.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's old old school, but it's complicated.
0: It's old school, but it's complicated, and that's the trouble. I mean, he's talking about the fact that You know, once again, one of the things we talked about, where we need these young kids to come in here and play ball, and they won't put them in because either it's too complicated or it's just not, like, the right time for them to play. You know, and I I totally get it, especially on the road. The thing I would not do, and Jimbo did it, but the thing I would not do is put my young quarterback in a situation where he's going to get the shit kicked out of him on the road against the number two team in the country because you've run out of options.
1: I was just 1,000% with that, and it turns out he didn't get the shit kicked out of him,
0: Which he didn't, which I'm really happy about. But, like I said, he's, you know... And that's a Well, yeah, but if you're right. a
1: coach and you know Mon is your guy moving forward, you know the game is out of reach. You don't leave him in. I mean, no. how many times have you seen star players get left in too long in games and they get injured and ruin their season? Right. And you so, don't want not that. that our season is going to end up in some glorious triumph, but I, I think I
0: would have liked Zach Calzada out of there personally. What? But at the same time, I I don't hate you the can't, fact that you
1: can't deny how what no. King went in there and did that. No,
0: no, King came in and did very well, and I was very happy to see that. Now, once again, this begs a lot of questions. That a lot of people are gonna ask about going forward. I think that the conversation needs to happen. Not not this week. Not at the end of this week. I think but maybe next week.
1: I think there's a situation this week where the conversation could happen. It
0: could happen. I'm thinking mid game if it's just bad. And I mean like yeah. bad, bad that the conversation can happen.
1: Start building towards next year. Right. You win and, your game, try to get to a bowl and just call it a season.
0: Right, and, and the thing is I know, mean
1: I, I hate to say that but yeah. also Let's not go down the doom and gloom. No, no, no. It's not doom and gloom. How about let's shift gears before we get um, too sad about the pummeling we took. Sure. I I said earlier, you know, I had the weirdest weekend ever. Um, You know, A&M got destroyed. Aggie Soccer, unfortunately, lost on the road. Right. Um, The Cowboys are just flat, hot garbage on defense. Yeah. Um, And then, like... The bright spot of my weekend was West Ham right. at Leicester and like that would be the equivalent of us going to Alabama and flip flopping that score. And so 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 West Ham like of all the sports teams I follow they're the one that saves me and they're the one that are going up, you know, like the, the Alabamas well, of
0: Right, see, so they're, <clears> they're not the team that would do that normally.
1: Yeah. You know, like, I'm, I'm not going to go... Well, we would th- never go into Bama and win by 28. Not no. Not anytime soon. No. And so it was, like, literally a f- complete flip-flop. And then I played golf on, on Sunday. Your wife came out with me. Right. Um, And then, like, today I bought a new driver. So, look, I bought a new driver. Look, you Texans fans. Y'all got rid of Bill O'Brien.
0: Be happy. Yeah.
1: yeah Stros <laughs> fans. Uh, I don't know if the game's over, but I know they're up by a ton. Yeah, they're up 10-5 <clears throat> right now. Um. So... You know, I heard, I saw something that apparently the Dodgers players didn't want the Astros players in the Dodgers locker room. Didn't matter if they were home or away. <clears throat> and my first thought was, well, that's fine. We didn't have any problem winning out of the away locker room in Dodger Stadium. No, they so, didn't. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, you know, the Strohs turned around. You fired Bill. In fact, I think uh, Blom tweeted out. He goes, it's really weird. Bill O'Brien gets fired at almost the exact same time. Bregman hits a bomb. Right. So, uh all is not lost. There's a football game that we're going to talk about at Kyle that. Field. Right. Super early in the morning. Anais is pretty sure we're all trying to get drunk. Pretty sure. I don't know if you saw that response, uh, but I think it's hilarious. Yes. He I, we he needs to be in every press conference ever, forever. He's, he's pretty good. He's so hilarious. Um, so let's talk a little bit. Maybe we'll bring a, a little bit of football around the SEC first. Sure. And we then we'll kind of that. land on our game.
0: Right. So let me go ahead and get that pulled up in the meantime. I'll so, tell you what, we'll then, let me let me go ahead and say this. So I mean, you know, you're talking about all your positives this weekend. Meanwhile, um, my other team, uh, Liverpool, did not have a good
1: weekend. Liverpool and Manchester United got beat like the eggs got beat, maybe worse.
0: It was not great, and like and the thing is, you know, I will say this:
1: Liverpool will bounce back. <laughs> no, no, no,
0: Liverpool will bounce back. The thing was, you know, um, you know, any, any Aston Villa fans that are listening to this podcast. All, there aren't any all, all, Aston
1: Villa fans in the United States, no, I don't think.
0: No, but uh, fair play to them. They played, played a hell of a match, and good, good on them. So, taught,
1: Tottenham ran it up on Man U because they had a red card. Yeah, exactly. For those of y'all that don't know, if you have a red card, it's like a permanent penalty in hockey. Like, you're just off the ice and the other team right. plays with ten men.
0: Basically, if you're sitting in the box for the rest of the for, game. Yeah, for the rest of the game. Right. So, uh, let's go ahead and hop in. Uh, yeah, let's take a look at the uh, – let's look at top 25. We let's can get, bounce around some other stuff.
1: I was going to say, well, let's – yeah, well, any top, top – t- both top 25 matchups. Are yeah. There any top 25 both team matchups. Right. Uh,
0: um, so, you know, first one of the day, um, well, well, they, well, there's really two of them, like, right out the gate that are top 25 matchups that are ranked. Um, you have uh, Virginia Tech in North Car- at North Carolina. They're both undefeated. Uh, UNC is a five and a half point favorite at home.
1: I literally have not even seen a Virginia Tech score. No. Um, But I like Virginia Tech, so I'll just... I'll, I like them, too. I'll take Tech.
0: But they're a very slight, um, according to the matchup predictor. The so, rivers, they're underdogs?
1: They're slight slight uh, favorite. Uh v a favorite.
0: Yeah, v a slight favorite. I'll, he, take, I'll
1: take them to cover.
0: Yeah, yeah. so five and a half, take them to cover. Okay.
1: Um, we need to start tracking these uh, picks.
0: Yeah, we need to uh, we go back and check them out. Uh, okay, so, of course, 11 a.m. Uh, at the Cotton Bowl, real Cotton Bowl, in Dallas. Yeah, the Red River Shootout. Yep, Red River Shootout, not rivalry, not...
1: I don't. Whatever. I don't have any idea what to think of this game. It's
0: it's gonna be an absolute. It what, might the,
1: be a really competitive game. I think
0: it's gonna be the highest scoring road river shootout we've ever seen because there's no defense oh on God, either the deep, side. They're
1: so bad. There's
0: no defense on either side.
1: Um, I want to
0: see what the over under is if they have it. Yeah. I mean, is
1: there a line? I've, the lines. God, I mean, who has the line? Texas, I guess?
0: Uh well Texas
1: two and one. OU's oh, one and oh, oh,
0: two. Oklahoma. Well, oh, so they don't have a, they don't have an over under. The spread is currently one and a half to Oklahoma, but the predictor's saying like sixty seven percent chance in favor of Texas. So they have no idea who's gonna do well in this game. I don't put
1: a lot of stock in the ESPN predictors Never. though. Um I I So OU's a one and a half point favorite.
0: I think Texas wins it. The only reason I say Texas. This is-
1: would totally be the game that Tom Herman goes out and wins by like 15.
0: Right. I think I think Texas will win this one just because I think Oklahoma is just lost on their identity right now.
1: Yeah. The problem with OU is, I mean, they don't have a defense, but everybody knew that. But, man, their offense is in shambles.
0: Yeah, but i say, I mean, you um, had, I mean, you know, Rattler, everybody was like on that Rattler early that he's going to be this great, grand. I still next think one. he's going to be really good. He's, he's good. I mean, he's got almost 1,000 yards passing already on the year, but the thing is, you know, he's got 10 touchdowns. His problem is he's got four interceptions to match those ten, versus Ellinger, who's got fourteen touchdowns to two picks. So quarterback wise, it's Yeah, well, it's not if you're just looking at the secondary, it's
1: not like Texas secondary is any good. No, I don't think the their defensive weakness is, is is not. It's the it's the back end. Mm-hmm. I think their front end. I mean, as long as they, what, they have like three or four injuries, right. So it dep- I think a lot of it has to do with what Texas players are okay after last week. Um,
0: no, but
1: but I'll tell you right now, let I, I me mean, know he's gonna win.
0: Right, see here on the year. I'll just kind of looking at it, just again give you stats. That, I mean, whether they matter or not, it's up to your opinion. But uh, total yards uh, gained up to this point in the year, Texas has five hundred seventeen. Uh, well, I guess like average per oh. game, five seventeen. Oklahoma's five thirteen. So I mean, it's a wash. Now yards allowed, it's a little bit different. Oklahoma's like three seventeen. Texas three seventy nine. Yeah, but who who were the six played? I mean, UTEP. <laughs> UTEP,
1: Texas Tech.
0: Yeah, who put up a shit ton on them, and uh,
1: TCU, who put up enough to win. I'll tell you right now, if you just look at opponents' plate, I think OU wins this game. I think OU should win this game. I think OU... But, uh, I'll pick OU, and that's part of that is because I can't stand the Sips, and I can't ever imagine picking them to do anything no. favorable. But I think OU rights the ship. I think they're both they sitting at... Sh- they need to. They're both sitting at 2-2 two and two after this week, and, and the meltdown be the coming out of Austin will be... I... I mean, they they their servers might go down on what is it Orange Bloods or, or it, Texas or yeah. Orange Nation or whatever or whatever it is. it is. Yeah, yeah. They, I personally, I I think. I mean, I said OU oh, was going to ride the ship last week, but again, Iowa State in Ames. You know, you don't right. just go walk no, into it, Ames, no, Iowa no, no, on no. Thursday night. Everybody forgets. <laughs>
0: every, everybody forgets about Ames, man. It's one of those towns will get you. Trust me, I've been there when it's happened. Yeah.
1: No, I, <laughs> I think OU wins this, um, Yeah, now, no, me and, too. I, and I think it's a really entertaining game, and I think it goes down to maybe the last possession or two. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll take OU to beat the Sips. That's fair.
0: Uh, Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, don't really care. Don't care. Uh, here you go. Tennessee at Georgia, both undefeated. Georgia. Georgia's a 13-and-a-half point favorite at home.
1: I'll take Georgia to cover. Georgia to cover. So I, I at think, least touch, two touchdowns. I think Georgia kind of hit its try a little bit last week because I, I don't think, think Auburn's a bad football team. No, and they just kind of manhandled Auburn.
0: It was uh, a CBS 230 game, so that's gonna be. Oh high. yeah,
1: that's got to be the 230 game. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take Georgia just to beat the stuffing out of them.
0: I think I think it's gonna be really. Uh, <clears throat> that's gonna be what's really gonna show Tennessee's colors. I
1: think. Yeah, well, game. a little bit of both. Yeah, after yeah, Georgia stumbled the first week, I think we're gonna see that Georgia's still the team to beat in the East. And, yeah, and you know until it comes to the cocktail party. Right. Ah, uh, well, I can't wait for that game. No, that, that's cocktail be party should be if Georgia can. If Georgia can really kind of beat up on Tennessee this week, yeah. I think one of the best games remaining in the SEC is the world's largest out for party. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. One.
0: Okay, uh, so a couple other big games. Well, we'll get go those here in a minute. Uh, you got BYU, UTSA. Don't care. Uh, don't care. Uh, you got Texas Tech
1: at Iowa State. Iowa State. Doesn't matter what the line is.
0: Right, and it's 12-and-a-half to Iowa State Iowa at, at home.
1: yeah. Yeah, so it's it's in Ames in, Ames, in again. Ames, yeah in Ames. Yeah, it's an easy one.
0: Uh, apparently, Bregman did something good just for anybody paying attention. Um, uh, okay,
1: Arkansas at Auburn. I think Auburn wins. I think I think that could be a really good game. It could be a really because for game. the first time in 21 games, as you're talking about over that was 1071 days? I Whatever think since Arkansas was. won a conference game. Yeah, it's been a minute. You want to talk about a program that could use a boost in the arm, and now you're like. Oh, shit, we are got to play Arkansas after a win? Yeah. I don't even remember what they did the last time after a win. Yeah. You know, they went out and voted for the first George Bush. <laughs> it's, yeah. like it's been that long. So, I think, uh, man, Auburn got their teeth kicked in a little bit. A little bit. Um,
0: it's so, going to have to be something they have to figure out. I think, man, I, it's, a, it's a 16 and a half to Auburn.
1: No, no, I think Auburn's going to win, but I think I think Arkansas will cover that I, spread. I think Arkansas covers, too. Because they realize they got nothing to lose, and they realize that they actually can physically win a football game. Right.
0: Uh Okay. Uh, next game is uh, ESPN 5 p.m. game. You got Alabama traveling to Ole Miss. They are 24-point
1: favorites. No cover. Next.
0: Okay. Easy <laughs> enough. Uh, The only top ten match. Kiffin's going to need a couple right. of years to get the
1: people he wants.
0: Top ten match of the week. This is this is the game of the week. It's going to be 3-0 Miami at 3-0 Clemson. Clemson's a 14.5-point favorite.
1: Man, that really is kind of the game of the week. It is. Uh, Miami's on a roll. They have to. I think it's it's definitely um, the game. This will really be Clemson's first test, too. They're probably
0: their only test. Yeah, before probably. before the playoffs.
1: Unless UNC or VTech end up staying undefeated, which is entirely possible because they're both cruising. Oh, one almost yeah, one of them will be able to week. I I just I can't until until somebody in the ACC wants to beat Clemson, I'm not gonna. Be the one that calls for an upset. No. But, I mean, I could see Miami covering this.
0: I think Miami will cover, too. I still think Clemson wins, but I think Miami will cover. Yeah, I
1: think they barely cover. Yeah. But I think they'll cover.
0: for State Notre Dame, who cares? Yes. Um, Missouri is at LSU. LSU's 20 and a half point favorite. I was say, i
1: take Brian High to beat Missouri right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Was 20 great.
1: and a half? Nah, LSU needs to exact some serious revenge. They're probably still pissed off about Mississippi State. You know they are. I right. think LSU will cover. I think
0: LSU will Missouri, I think
1: is just bad, bad, bad.
0: They're not great. Uh, okay, so here's uh, okay fun, and then, of course, getting into our matchup, because that's the last ranked matchup of the week. Uh, you have A&M, Florida, at Kyle Field, uh, currently matchup predictor. Who cares? But it's 70% in favor of Florida. Uh, then the spread as it stands is six and so a half.
1: Five, yeah, I think it opened at like five and a half or six and yeah, a half. It's
0: six and a half point dogs to Florida right
1: We're, now. Yeah, I wish I'd done about a thousand dollars on five and a half. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I don't know where to start here. Uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's been a lot of hand wringing on social media. Um, yeah. There's a, and I'm willing to bet most people just in general, much less our listeners uh, listen to Slipknot, but they have a, <laughs> they have a song called All Hope Is Gone. Right. Um, there have been a lot of people on social media who should probably set that as their ringtone. Uh-huh. All hope is not gone. It is not lost. Good Lord, get over yourselves. You played against Alabama. Yeah. So you have to look for two things. A short memory, except for the things you need to fix. Right. <laughs> Uh, and hopefully just starting to kind of tiny, just tiny little chips, chipping away at the getting the plays in late, the substitution issues. You know, when you burn through three timeouts for no reason, no reason, if those are, you want to talk about the kind of mistakes that beat you against teams like Alabama, that's a real big one because you you don't just beat Alabama on the field; you beat Alabama from the sideline too. And you start making mistakes like that, and we didn't have, we didn't have a chance. We no. really didn't. So, as much as the players need to watch a lot of film and correct their shit, there's some coaches that need to watch a lot of film and correct their shit.
0: Yes, there's. And that's
1: kind of my stance on it.
0: Yeah, you know, there's there's plenty of things that need to change. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, you know, we got to fix the things we can fix right now. And a lot of that just comes down to mentality.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I think the mentality is really the only thing to fix. I mean, I don't, there weren't a ton of egregious right. mistakes other than the secondary. This, But again, going into Florida, if there's one group that needs to get their shit right for this week, it's the, the secondary. secondary. Yeah. So here's my thing for all the, <clears throat> you know, all the people out there. I, I posted a ton on Twitter after the game and kind of near the end of the game. Sure. And, and uh, you know, Here's my take on this, and you can have whatever take you want, America, and that's fucking your prerogative. But ultimately, wins and losses fall at the head or fall at the feet of the head coach. And I'm really sorry if you don't like that, but it's the reality of the matter. Well, players on scholarship, they get all kinds of money. Ain't a player in college getting seven point five million dollars a year. So ultimately, this all falls at the feet of the head coach. And the best coaches out there can take a little piece of humble pie and they can go and look at themselves and they can look at their performance and they not only coach to change the players, but they coach to change the coaching. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be the most important thing to look at moving forward. And I, But look, in the same breath, I think Jimbo's the guy. I absolutely do. See, I'm not calling for Jimbo to be fired. See, no. I can be critical of Jimbo and still want him to be here, because everybody's, you know, it's twenty twenty, and everybody loves to deal in absolutes. It's like a bunch of siths out here, only siths dealing absolutes, man. <laughs> this in, in life, there's a lot of things to work around, and the reality is that I need to see a little change from the coaching as well. That doesn't mean I think we need to change coaches. No, I need the coaches to change. There's a difference, right? It's a, <clears> it, it's like
0: any re, it's like any good relationship out there, right? Any marriage that's lasted longer than you know five minutes. Is gonna be one of these marriages that is something that you just have to accept that there's going to be disappointment. There's things that are not going to go well, and you have there's to work. There's gonna be
1: disappointment in marriage. It's like
0: he's trying to get my wife on as a guest. Yeah. You know, you're talked about <laughs> disappointment. No. Well, nah. So, but the point, but my point being, you go through these issues and you have to work through them and eventually get out to the prize on the far side. You look at Dabo Sweeney's first three years at Clemson, huh. not great. You look at Nick Saban's first several years at Alabama not great. But then all of a sudden they build their legacy. You give them time to do what they do and eventually it gets there. I'm not saying that Jimbo will do that. But what I will say is not little, phoning little it patience. in.
1: A little more patience. Not
0: phoning it in right now.
1: That that can't be right because see we live in a world of instant gratification. You're right. It's it's year 2.2. 2. Yeah. I like so, we're, we're barely we're year in. we're year 2.2 2 and we are not ranked first or second in the nation. We should probably you know what? We should probably get rid of the football program. I'm
0: going to say just tear down Kyle Field, brick for brick. That's fine. It doesn't need to be there.
1: Or, and just hear me out here, maybe we could just give a little time. And I'm not saying that there won't come a time where if certain things haven't happened to this program, certain achievements and benchmarks haven't been hit, that it won't be time to be like, all right, donors, we got to pony up the money because we just screwed this one up. We screwed up the hire. Mm -hmm. And if that point comes, that point comes. We are not at that point and we are not near that point.
0: No, and we we're going we be there for a while. But
1: however, I can still blame the coaches. Right. Okay? You can blame the players. I'm like, "You yeah, I'm not going to I do my absolute best to never call out a player."
0: Not now. Like you're
1: college kids, man. Uh and they're, and are players, you know, they they're not in the NFL. You can really call players out and I kind of try not to do that. But, but, see, but they're pros, but, but, but so but I don't say, feel bad if I, I do. I
0: the pros are getting paid for their money. I mean, literally, they're, they're living their life playing a game. These
1: these kids represent my school. Right. And not only are they going to practice and, and playing games, you know, they're taking classes, they're studying, they're doing everything else students have to do. They're student-athletes. But if you think that it's not okay to, to call out a dude that gets paid $7.5 million a year to do whatever it is he does, mm-hmm. at, this, we'll just go beyond it. A dude that gets paid $7.5 million a year needs to ensure that he produces. I don't expect him to produce immediately, but once he gets into the swing of things, it, there's no turning back. No. There's no regression. So, what unfortunately, I'm seeing a trajectory right now. It's only two games. But right now, I'm seeing a very crappy trajectory for this season. Yeah, this season. And I need to see changes from the coaches. Yeah, gross. Not coaching changes. No. Yes, changes coaching growth. The, yeah, I need co- the, coaches the coaches to realize their own mistakes and not just the mistakes on the field. <laughs> but, and I'm not saying they're not doing it. No. But they're not doing it fast enough.
0: Well, they're not doing it fast enough for us. For to the us money
1: that they get paid.
0: No, and the thing is, we, and like I said, it goes back to the instant gratification thing. We are expecting quick change on the fly. Hey, this is going to be a national championship winning program next week, and that doesn't happen. No. And it never will. <laughs> so what we've got to do as a Fan base, I'm, you know, I hate it. I said it earlier, but we're gonna say it again. Manage the expectations
1: now, on this season. No, I don't think you manage the expectations. I think you need to go back and reassess what your expectations were and why they were.
0: Right, you know that. That's what I mean by that. I'm not saying like, hey, you need to dial back and say A and M is not going to be there. Because no, again, look at Will this. be there, but you gotta.
1: Well think of it this way: it if we if we can make the changes on the sideline and on the field, you run the table. Number two in the West gets you there.
0: Right. And right now, this year, like I said, this is not a lost cause this season. to God, no. No, no. You, you, lo- you lost Alabama. Yeah, sure. This truly, for me, and I've said this uh, yesterday with a couple of buddies of mine, this is Jimbo Fisher's measuring stick game. You, know, you have Florida coming in
1: here. I think it's a measuring stick season, it's a even measure- though it's a weird season. It is a weird
0: season, but this this game is almost a pinnacle of what would be a measuring stick because this is a team we're not going to play regularly. It's a team that is good. It's a team that we, you know, matchup-wise, it's going to be a little wonky for us. So that's why it's going to be, can we make the adjustments? Can Kellen Mons step up? Can our DBs step up? You know, can the players no, do it?
1: It's going to be something. This shift. Uh, what's funny is we're going to shift the onus back on the defense this week, right? Because now they have to prove something to us. I
0: was like, off. I thought Vanderbilt, good, right.
1: Vandy, or not. I thought they proved a little bit to us. Right. You're know, like, all right, good stepping stone, first week. Offense put them on the field a lot. The defense took a massive step back. Right.
0: Yeah, it was so, not a good game.
1: So what I want to see, and it, again, it doesn't have to be everything changed all at once because that's, that's if it you works. try to change everything all at once, everything goes to absolute crap. But I just want to see if the coaches have spent the week looking at film and looking in the mirror. Right. Is the man in the mirror going to be the same next week as he was last week? Yeah, and that's you know, going to be the question. Because you're the one that ultimately... is. is I thought Elko called a terrible game.
0: No, and he, It sucks.
1: He's a great coordinator, but he just called a really crappy game. Right. And the, the place he did call, the defense couldn't execute. So it's... Straight up, man. You know, these... You're there to coach these players and run them through the tape right. and be like, this is where you missed. This is where you hit. Mm-hmm. Let's work on it, let's fix what you missed. Let's move on to next week. And then those coaches need to look at that tape and look at themselves on that tape and they're like, all right, well, should I have dialed this up? Should I play this? Why am I having substitution issues in game two? Why am I having to burn three timeouts because of those substitution issues? Is it because I'm getting the plays in too late? These are things that the coaches need to do a little self-analysis on. And if I start to see improvement in that, I'll almost be more encouraged by that than I would be a- by, ch- by changes right. for players playing a little bit better. No doubt. Because I think if they change that, the players will play better.
0: Right, I'd say if you're scheming well and you've got a good game plan and you've made adjustments, and that's the big thing. Adjustments is the word, is the key. Yeah. You can make adjustments when something goes wrong so that thing doesn't go wrong again. That shows growth, and, and that's well, what and we it's, want. It's
1: just the simple stuff. It's what I just alluded yeah. to. You're having substitution issues and you're burning timeouts because of piss poor clock management. And, and then I'm you go pick immediately after yeah, that, yeah, and, <laughs> which and sucks. I, and I watched <laughs> the game. It wasn't poor clock management because of the players on the field. It wasn't. No. So it was personnel choices I, by the coach. The changes I want to see are more the coaches. And it's not just, okay, we're going to change things, we're going to do it this game. No, you're going to go into this game with a different mindset. And if things don't work, please continue to change throughout the game. Please stop being so stubborn mm-hmm. and realize that your way can't always be the highway.
0: No, and it won't necessarily be that way. You just you, know, you have to adjust.
1: sabin has been through five or six offensive coordinators. but I mean, not necessarily by choice. No. But... You talk about an old dude that's been really successful that shouldn't have to change but has still been able to change. Yeah. So that's what makes that
0: one that's what makes a, good good coach coach is great. a great coach. Absolutely yep. is being able to make those adjustments. It doesn't matter if you can call a good game, but if it's being able to call that good game and have the ability to adjust on the fly. So all this. I to think say, Elko
1: does that pretty well. Sure. I just Tuesday I don't know if Elko's had a brain for it or what, man. It was just rough. So
0: so going back to this sport game, prediction. What
1: do you got? Oh, God. These see these are, these are just get difficult. It's This is always so hard after Bama week. Right. Because I'm such a sunshine pumper, and I drink so much of Maroon Kool-Aid. Um, it's part of being, red-ass God, being red-ass. God, man. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a difference between being a red-ass and a dumbass. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think that. I'm going to win by 40. Enjoy uh, the dumbass. If they partners. wanted to win by 40, it would not break my heart. Right. But um, you have two games of film with Trask and Pitts. Right. So, Elko has a real good idea of what to expect. Right. I think when Elko has a really good idea of what to expect, because when, when you put up 100 points in two games, you haven't held a lot back. No. All right. So, I think Elko has uh, a, lot, a lot a lot that, that he can look at. Um, I think Elko will call a much better game. I think the offensive line at of Florida isn't as good as Alabama's because that's really not that bold of a statement. No, it's not a bold statement. <laughs> it's not a hot take. No. No. Um, so I think we get more pressure on Trask. I think if we can produce pressure on Trask, we can win the game. Okay. Yep. I think that's really what it comes down to because Florida defense has shown they'll give up points. We have shown that we can move the ball and score on an Alabama defense. Right. Florida's defense ain't Alabama. No. Um, you know, they're taking the arena league football approach. I'll just put up fifty five and it ain't gonna matter. Right. Yeah. So uh, I mean I think we can win the game. I really do. I don't Yeah, what's your score? It's going to have to be big, man. Um, because I I think it'll be like the first one to 40 kind of thing. Okay. And I think our offense can do that. I really do. You know, every year you have to kind of look at a bunch of the stuff from the Bama game yes. and then just throw it in the trash and realize that you're not going to face a defense like that again. Right. Um, so I think if we're going to win, I think it's going to be something in like the 42-35 range. It might even right. be like 49-42. Right. I mean, it could be a massively high-scoring game, which I'd love to see. I'd love to see the offense just get clicking. Um, I just think the defense plays a lot better this week. I certainly hope so, um, yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we win because I'm going to try and will the eggs to a win. Right. So I'm going to say like 45, 49 to 45. Right. I, think 45. It's, I think it's going to be a track race. I, I think we can keep up um and i think that if any of you take blood pressure meds meds i would make sure on friday that they you have your <laughs> refill um so i'm gonna i'm gonna predict the eggs if nothing else to try and will them to win uh i think the defense plays better even though i think florida will score a lot i think florida has the most high octane offense i've seen uh, right. so far in college football um i think if we can hold florida at a 30 we win that's 30, 30 or below, I think it's absolute win. So, if you hold them to 30, I think we can win in the 42 to 30 range. Right. But, but I I don't know. I mean, if we both get up in the mid-40s, I don't know if we can win a shootout. So, you know what? I'll change. I'll say 42-30. I think the defense holds them down enough. Uh, 42 to 30, 42 to 28. And I think we kind of shocked the world a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I said 41 31 whenever I was thinking about it, if we were going to win this game. Uh, I think they're just, they uh, you know, kind of reiterating on your points a little bit. I do think it's just going to come down to can the defense do enough? Can the offense get clicking? And if, like I said, if we can get some points going against that defense, I think we should be okay. Old, I mean, Ole Miss put up 30 something on them.
1: If Kyle Trask has a clean jersey at the end of the night, we'll have we will have lost by thirty five.
0: Right. No. We we got to put him on his butt not once, not twice, but as many times as and we can. I,
1: and I think we will. I think I think we'll succeed in getting after him. Um, I I, don't, I can't remember the last time I saw back to back bad games from Elko. No. So I think he, he might lay a stinker, but he doesn't like doing a row.
0: No. So we ought to be okay. I mean, like I said, we'll just have to kind of adjust it as we go. But I mean, uh, so like I said Gator Week. Beat the hell out of Florida. What was the idea? Yeah, question mark?
1: Question mark? Um, um,
0: that's. I'll be at the game. I'm pretty excited about
1: that. Yeah, you're on the game. Um, First one for me. I'll I'll be at home watching, analyzing, and yeah. getting pissed. But uh, yeah, so um, I guess that's it for this week. Uh, we already kind of touched on Premier League and a little bit, yeah. Um, you know, the restaurant's back up and running. Tomorrow Woo! is Taco Tuesday again. Let's go. Uh, we're bringing back ribs on Wednesday. And starting Thursday, the potatoes will be on the menu every day. Nice. So, uh, you know, Good Bull's back up and running. So 11.30 to 6.30 Tuesday through Saturday. So uh, 11.30 to 2.30 on Mondays. Um, and then with game days, you know, we, we vary a little bit. But this game day, since it starts at 11, we'll just, we'll run regular hours. So, uh. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, it's, it's it's like an exhausting weekend, you know, with it everything that went bad, and then, like, Westingham somehow wins, and I bought a new driver today, so I'm in, like, a really good mood. Yeah. Um, you know, the Strohs won. They did. Or, I guess, we're, yeah, they, or they, winning. Did they finally a- win? A- That's 5 So, the Strohs have won. Woo! I was talking to my, my sisters and my dad about this earlier, being a little group text, and I was like, you know it would be the ultimate trifecta? if we were to beat the Dodgers in the world series and Rangers new stadium, mm-hmm. like that, I mean, I look, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Astros are on a great run, but I don't, I don't know that, that they can sustain it, but I, I didn't expect them to even get past the twins. I right. mean, granted I had forgotten about the twins postseason was, but, um, but yeah, so that's all I got, man. Um, I hope you guys are doing well out there. I, I, there's, for there's many students out there. I know you guys got another round of tests coming up, so good luck on those. Keep slugging through. I know it's, it's tough between, you know, the COVID's tough, the online classes, uh, you know, just everything's going on. Then on top of that, you, you know, you barrel another round of tests on there. So good luck to the students. Right. Um, keep an eye on our social media for good bowl. It's just had good bowl. BBQ. Um, we'll be running some student specials. here coming up soon. We, uh, we're going to institute a punch card program. Oh, that'll work. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of like a reward. So you come in, uh, you know, 11 punches, gets you your 12th plate free. You know, right. Because obviously we got to do everything in 12s, man, right? obviously. Yeah. Right. So that's all I got, man.
0: Uh, so I do have one more funny before we leave. Uh, somebody tweeted this, yeah, just on the Astros front. Uh, George Springer has four hits today in Dodger Stadium. College Correa had two home runs today in Dodger Stadium. Cody Belliger didn't do either of those all season in Dodger Stadium.
1: I can't say the Dodgers.
0: Funny, funny of the day. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> lo- love you, love you guys so much. Anyway, this is you know, once again. This is Robert underscore White fourteen on Twitter. Roy wait, Roy May 15 on Twitter. Of course, uh, we do appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, and like I said, continue to be safe out there. Wear your masks. This so will all be over uh, Get the hell out of Florida. Go, Scrooge. Go, Scrooge. Go Scrooge.